Welcome to Feedback. We are a podcast that believes through education, support, and inclusion. You can achieve your VBAC and empowered birth. Come sit and chat with your personal VBAC doulas, Emmy, aka the Birth Wizard, and Carrie of Ginger Blossom Doula Services. Our combined years and knowledge of VBAC is what's ignited our path to talk to you every other week about the magic of birth. This is Emmy, the birth wizard. Hey, it's Carrie from Ginger Blossom Doula. And I can't believe we're doing this. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> like we talked about it a super long time ago, and it's kind of weird to be here because um, I never, ever thought I'd be doing something like this, but I, I was think, really excited to do it with you. I think you're perfectly suited for something like this. You're the kind of personality that I imagine having a podcast. So when you mentioned it to me, I was like, we should do something together. I was like, fuck yes. Like, <laughs> I was so excited. I'll probably bleep that out later, but I was so That's- um because you and I get along so well and all of that, but I figured okay. we figured that the first episode should be who are you and who am I? And that kind of thing. So I like it. I like yeah. it. I want to hear your story. You go first. Okay. Let's hear all fair. about you. And I want to hear about your births and, and what How? kind of brought you to this, like the doula world. I know. Um, so the birth world in me and like how I did this thing. So mm-hmm. I have um, what I have now deemed the ICANN story. If anyone is listening, more than likely, you know about ICANN because this is going to be a podcast all about VBAC. So how I got started was this. My very first pregnancy was ideal. Nothing, nothing crazy or weird about it other than a little bit of SPD, which is a condition that affects the pelvis, can make it really difficult to walk or even painful. Uh, other than that, super healthy. I was like uh, gearing up for a really normal, in quotation marks, this is the old language I used to use, normal birth and like nothing, <laughs> nothing interesting about me. Um, I hit 41 weeks and I was encouraged to get in- induced. Um, and it was a four day induction. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> it was a four day induction when they were like, you're going to be quick in and out. Like, no problem. Uh, I was not. Uh, my body said, we're keeping this baby in. It's not time. Oh, um, score. Yeah, exactly. So four days of induction. I made it to a five. I didn't even make it that far. And that's with Foley bulb and Pitocin and Cytotec and <laughs> and sweeps and everything was thrown at my body, just about everything and nothing happened. Um, and during that time I ended up with an infection, uh, baby was doing fine. No D cells, nothing like that was going on. It was just time I was swelling and all of those things. And I kept going back and forth. And I remember a provider coming in at one point and saying, either you agree to the cesarean now, or in two hours, we do it to you do it to you mm-hmm. so, okay sure <laughs> uh so mm-hmm. i went with well if it's between a choice or being taken from me right I, i'm choosing choice so we got prepared to meet my baby finally and i was so so excited but i was running 101 fever mm-hmm. so and that was even with the control of the i uh with the tylenol it just sure. wasn't doing enough uh, cause I was originally running 103. The infection had, had done quite a number. 
Um, and then during my, the beginning part of my procedure, I ended up burning through my anesthetics. So I felt my cesarean part of it. Um, I had to advocate in that moment, uh, excruciating pain to tell them to knock me out. Oh my God, Emmy. Uh, you know, we're starting off real, real light on this podcast. Um, and so I met my son about two and a half hours after he was born. Um, there's a really beautiful photo of him and I, um, I'm passed out, but you can't tell. And he was laying right next to me and my husband took it just because he's like, I know she'll want this. Um, and I went out to the recovery and I got to meet him. And I remember asking my mom who was in the hallway, taking a picture of me as I was leaving of like, did you get to see him? And she said, yeah. Um, so they allowed me to hold him for a little while in recovery, but then he was sent to the NICU for potential of like interacting right. with an infection yep. and all of that. Um, during the time in his NICU, it was not great either. They ended up giving him formula against our consent um, and did not realize that there was a family history of being allergic to certain ingredients in formula. Mm -hmm. So he ended up being very spitty to the point where they were concerned, like he had a twisted stomach or other things going on. Oh, yeah. So I can say I was at the hospital for a total of eight days. We finally got to go home. Um, and we joke that we've spent more time at that particular hospital than some of our vacations. Uh, <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> right. For sure. I went home and I was like, people. I come from a, a line of women with a lot of tra traumatic births. And I thought I was setting myself up different. I was going to a hospital nearby. I was like doing the, right. the readings and I went through childbirth education and a breastfeeding class. I did all the things. And yet I came home with a ton of trauma. And mm -hmm. in that moment, I was like, how do I make it different next time? Mm -hmm. Because I still wanted more kids. And I wanted them close together and I knew mm -hmm. I had to research and I figured out about, it was like in that moment of me researching, I found out about cascade of interventions and how common my story was yeah. of, of induction leading to a cesarean and like uh, infections and how like that can affect your anesthetics and all of this. And I was like, well, if someone had said that, I would have like chosen different. Um, so I came um, into this basically trying to find a different path. Um, I ended up with a VBAC uh, 17 months later because I like a challenge. Uh, there you I, go. Get I, her done. <laughs> right. Uh, I was pregnant uh, eight months later. Okay. Uh, and we did everything to prep. We took the classes all over again. We read again. Good for you. I had a completely different care team, though. I went with a midwife, uh, midwifery care model instead, because I actually learned what that was and the differences between there. Mm -hmm. um, and then ended up at a birth center. Uh, unfortunately, I did not have the tools yet to understand about OP babies, which is what my middle one was. Uh, and just to reassure anyone who's going through their own process uh yeah you can birth an op baby vaginally yep. and I, sometimes I, that's called sunny side up but so when the right. baby's facing out and up instead of towards your back just for Correct. those of you who don't know and a lot of times it can happen just because babies are stubborn and sometimes it's through your lifestyle and mine was definitely from lifestyle and it was due to that spd it was difficult for me to get up and move around so i ended up in a sitting reclined state a lot 
Mm-hmm. Um, so she was 47 and a half hours of labor. Um, and, <laughs> and I ended up being uh, transferred from the birth center because of how long it was taking. My body needed gotcha. a pit. Mm-hmm. I needed an epidural. I needed a nap. And when we arrived, we got a lot of like side glances and looks of like, she's coming from a birth center. And we did hear the mm-hmm. like talk. Right. And my poor husband who had been up with me for 36 hours at that point was like, he was shot. He was done. He was right. completely done. We didn't think we needed a doula because we got this. We got this. Um, now I'm total advocate of doulas, right? <laughs> Just get a doula. Just mm-hmm. do it because it would have been great for him to have been able to tag out with somebody sure, and get a nap and then uh, trade out. But um, my provider was whoever was on call. Um, and this individual was trying to con- encourage me to go for a repeat cesarean because off of her last ultrasound, my baby should be around 12 pounds and she probably has shoulder dyscocia. And we might as well prep you and get you into the OR now because of how dangerous this is. And I told her that I'll sign the paperwork um, stating that I am not going into the OR, that if you have to break her arm, go ahead and give me the consent form Mm -hmm. because we're birthing in this room. Mm -hmm. And I got the eye rolls and a nurse after, um, after this provider left was like, whatever you want, baby. Cause I, I use some pretty strong language with this provider to get them out of the room. <laughs> it was, uh, I'll sign the mother paperwork if you need me to. <laughs> um, because sometimes just, you need to make your point clear. There's no right, problem. You know, it, it came from a place of, they were trying to intimidate me. So mm-hmm. fine. You want to intimidate me? Uh, I'll yell louder. Right. So, um, within an, two hours within two hours I got my epidural in and then we slept for four and baby was born within three pushes she was not 12 pounds she was uh barely eight eight four Mm -hmm. so um, for you right and the provider was like wow you just rocked that that was no problem for you you're like yes thank you very much Mm -hmm. right exactly I knew I could do this it was just a matter of getting there my last um during that gap though of my second to my third because there's almost two years I ended up accidentally becoming the lady who gave out feedback advice on all the boards and became like the friend that everyone was like oh she knows a birth birth like go ahead and ask her questions and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing I honestly feel like that TikTok sound of like I did do that but by accident like (laughs) I accidentally became a doula over the last like uh, now four years, uh, mm-hmm. like giving out advice and like even on occasion attending a friend's birth and not even realizing that I was in that role already. Sure. So um, it was, uh, I was eight months pregnant with my last, with my third about uh, two and a half years ago now. And my husband saw yet another mucus plug on my phone. And he was like, you're done. Either you become a doula. <laughs> or you're done with this because it's a weird it's a weird hobby oh yeah my husband's seen (laughs) way more things than he's ever wanted to see in the birth world (laughs) but he is a much better educated man because it and my sons will be as well exactly um and trevor's the type where now 
uh, during a birth, if I tell him like three numbers, he's like, oh, okay, I, I understand where, where this is leading and mm-hmm. what you kind of need to do. Or I can throw out LOA or ROP. And he's like, oh, make sure you do hands and knees. Like he's now on top of it. But mm-hmm. he, he was the one who was like, you either need to start a business and make this for real, or you need to stop because I can see it's zapping energy from you. Although it's fulfilling you. And I think it would fulfill you more if you were getting paid and it was being recognized for the work that it was. Oh, definitely. Um, so that was towards the end of uh, mid-2019. It was August when I was like, yep, we're going to do this. My daughter was born in September. And in uh, January, I was attending my d- donut class in January 2020 because that was the perfect time to become a doula. Um, and here we are, uh, almost... Uh, we're coming up fast on about two years of me officially doing um, my entire brand and who I am is born like as a doula is born out of this birth wizard idea I truly believe uh, doulas and this entire journey of birth is like an adventure and kind of follows the same hero's journey that you hear about in those archetypes of movies and like books it's so true though it's the hero starts out with a task and sometimes they answer the call to adventure and then there's a wizard archetype that comes along and guides you and mm-hmm. they fade away into the background as you accomplish your task so that's what birth wizard is born out of um is this idea that i'm here to guide you i'm not here to be the hero of the story and my hope is that at the end you're like heck yeah we got to mordor right and i was able to <laughs> I was able to like accomplish the task, even if there was a lot of like um, plot twists or like uh, holes we fell into or moments where you're like, I don't know if I can do this Um, because you can, you really can. Gandalf was always there, even when he wasn't there. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, he was. So that's, that's where I am and kind of where all of this kind of got started as, um, as, soon as I started being a doula I knew VBAC in particular was going to be a thing of mine because that was what I needed when I needed a doula with someone who truly understood what that journey looks like because there's so many differences than a and I'll just say it kindly in this way of a typical birther in particular ones who are white and thin Mm -hmm. and have no scar in their uterus Uh, there's so many more loopholes to jump through and understand that your provider may not be the best person for you, even if they're like kind bedside manner, right? Right. So um, I'm able to provide that to my clients. I also have um, done the time and dedication to get trauma-informed because little words that we use throughout this community can be triggering too. So Mm -hmm. that's me and like how this all started. I love it. And I Uh, love you. I love your story. I mean, I hate everything that happened to you. But yeah. it's just, it's like any superhero, you know, they, they have that story that, you know, they do, they do. And I don't, I truly believe my story is it, it turns out okay. In the end, like as mm-hmm. scary as that first one is, it's okay. Um, and I think that ownership that I took over time really helps because there's plenty of people who don't get affirmed how scary their story was. Oh. And then they're, they're sent yeah. off to do it again and again. Like, or how many don't even talk about it, you know, correct. and they don't even recognize that as sometimes a form of trauma. Right. Oh, you for know? sure. So it's incredible to me because I've had 
four or five clients now who have similar stories to me mm-hmm. and every single one of them was like I thought I was the only one of like I thought I was the only one who felt their cesarean I'm like no that's mm-hmm. pretty common is it as common as we want to talk about probably no. not but <laughs> Uh, it is common for sometimes anesthetics get messed up or for your epidural not to be set correctly or, mm-hmm. or, or, right. And there's so many people where they're like, I felt it on half my body, not all of it. Or like, yep. there's some variation of this, like I felt things. And the other side of it is, I don't think we educate people enough that like, you're going to feel tugging and pulling yep. or like sensations during your cesarean. And so oh, uh, that can I can be, relate to that one. <laughs> right. I'm sure because you've had two of them. Yes, so, I have. Um, I think that needs to be talked about too, because some people confuse that tugging and pulling for feeling your cesarean. Mm-hmm. You're feeling birth happen because right. of that, but not necessarily mm-hmm. uh, pain or sharpness. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for being honest. I, I love yeah. that. I love how I got you here. And I'm, I'm thankful for that journey because it's why we are here Our doing pals. this now right yeah I think exactly. it's so neat too because you and I don't live in the same state we both no we don't happen, happen to go through a doula program all about feedback and we slowly became friends through the boards and mm-hmm. then Instagram and it's like honestly the modern friendship story right like, pretty much <laughs> like I'm you know it's 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 unique to say that you know I mean I have never met in person right. you know right. but I have full-on conviction and believe it that if we were and when we do someday it's going to be completely normal and natural and just pick up like wherever we left off on you know Facebook Messenger or Instagram (laughs) Messenger and all of that so we're we're gonna end up hanging out um eventually as soon as things like chill um yeah even then I I think both of us saw each other in the boards and we were like oh you you get it. Like you see mm-hmm. this for what it is and like mm-hmm. what's needed and what our communities need and our birthers need um, out of us as doulas. Um, yeah. Which is really for sure. rare. rare to and it's also out. unique because you and I come from being that um, you're in Arizona. Yeah. So, and I'm in Michigan. So, yeah. you know, far away, different time <laughs> zones, but very different VBAC communities. And I'm sure we'll talk about that. Oh, you know, at sure. later date and time, another episode, just kind of what the culture is and, you know, regional and how that can look for other people. Oh, so man. I can't wait to dive yeah. into that because that's one that I find fascinating where no one's willing to recognize, like, it's very different depending mm-hmm. on people are in the country or internationally of the resources and the things oh, sure. that are provided to you. Even just um, locally, you know, when you go to different parts of the state and you can see a, a vast difference and you're like, oh Ooh. boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a really, on a side note, a really great moment to be able to recognize your privilege in that, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, just go find another provider. Well, if there's one or two in my town, I don't have choices. It's it's not that easy or that some people drive hours to get that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I both know this because we're both uh, VBAC educators, but how new uh, VBAC really is being recognized by ACOG as being safe and a reasonable choice. Mm-hmm. So it's really only been 10 years, maybe, like depending on how quick your your office was to pick it up. But yep. we're really on 
like new territory and it's it's brand mm-hmm. new where people are hearing about it and being encouraged to do it and so. excited it's exciting to see changes and it's frustrating to see the changes not as fast as we want them to right. be um but you know it takes most systems 10 to 15 years to For sure to adapt so it's it's kind of nice to be kind of like watching it bud and just hoping that it gets better and advocating and for everything because even in the story i just told uh a vbec having their birth at a birth center was only allowed in quotation marks by uh law with uh cnms or cpms here in arizona three years prior to that to that first feedback so we're we're talking brand 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 new new. yeah a lot of that so well i'm so excited to talk to you uh for next week's episode all about you and your story and like how it's going yeah let us know guys what you guys are thinking of this of the series so far and like how you guys want us to talk about things like what topics do you want and that kind of deal because ultimately we want to be a resource for y'all and we want to be the place that you can check in for information and then also some lightness because this topic can be heavy and definitely we like to keep it real for sure with a splash Uh, of coffee (laughs) and dry hairspray or what is that dry shampoo sorry oh i'm a i'm a baby powder gal all right i'm a baby powder gal so you just see the white like like i'm a yeah but i'm excited i'm excited to see where this goes you know to so yeah yeah i'm ready let's do this yeah yeah for sure so do us a favor y'all go ahead and follow us um either on instagram or on one of our platforms check in soon for the next episode and then follow each of us on our individual platforms of ginger blossom doula services or birth wizard we'd love to hear from you so feel free to talk to us uh through there so thank you so much yes thanks you guys have a good one Thanks for joining us on VBACT, the podcast dedicated to education, support, and inclusion. If you liked what you heard and want more, do us a favor and follow us on Instagram at VBACT, that's V-B-A-C-E-D, to stay up to date with what's happening on future episodes. And then go ahead and follow each of us on our individual platforms of Ginger Blossom Doula Services or The Birth Wizard for even more VBAC, birth, and postpartum related content. We'd love to hear from you. And until then, take care and have a good one.